Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. So we're going to go back and press record again. So we're trying to try one more time. Attempt number two. Why? Why do we just press record and record a show? Why are we doing that? Because it's the shit show, bro. Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? Because the world of professional wrestling has gone to shit. Oh, yeah. This is why a shit show. Welcome to the shit show. It is. It is a total shit show. We didn't even play a theme song. Like, I don't even, it, it's, it's, it's like, what do we even play? Like, who the hell knows what's going on? Like, it's, it's a shit show, so maybe, maybe we'll play this theme. Because that whole family's a shit, a shit show right now, so why not? play Matt Hardy's old theme song because they're a shit show. What, what they're is that, they're like, messy. Just in the they're messy hoes. What's that? Messy ho. Not like a actual ho, just like someone, someone's messy. Right. I coin them a messy ho. Maybe they are. I mean, maybe Vince McMahon is. Like, that's oh, a he's thing. A, he's, a, he's messy and a ho. Like, that's been established. In a court of law, apparently. Definitely been established. But like that's, I, and that's obviously the biggest thing that everybody's talking about right now. And I, I just don't know. Like I just don't know, and I should know. Like, because because first of all, what what is really the level of fascination with Vince right now? I mean, I, I think it is. I had that analogy of like, and I want to make sure I have this historically accurate. But whatever was that. Uh, you know, Greek ruler was it Nero who like went mad? And as you know, uh, Rome was burning, he was playing the fiddle. And I feel like that's where we're seeing Vince, whether that's the character Vince McMahon on television right now and kind of making these random appearances to uh, you know, the entire story of his legal problems to how these you know, this news was even shared, slash, uh, leaked out. Uh, it's it's, I think, just this fascination of, like, the man does not seem to have any remorse, you know, or that he's, he's maybe more sorry that he got caught, but that, uh, you know, this is, this is someone who has faced bigger and meaner challenges before, and I don't know if he's already under this assumption that, like, all of this is going to be okay. It's going to be swept under the rug or something's going to happen and we're all going to forget about it. Um, I don't, I don't know. Well, it is interesting because I guess that that's where you come on the, the, the morality side of things. Like if, if we're to believe what we've seen, 
him, he and Linda haven't been together for years. Yeah. Anyway. And, and that does not surprise me. That no. really doesn't. No, it, it's, and, and it happens a lot in business where it makes financial sense for someone to stay married and for both people to stay married. And it makes sense for the company and it makes sense for shareholders and ownership and all that kind of stuff. And, but they're really not together yeah. physically and emotionally. So, so what Vince is doing, if that's true, then what Vince, Vince is basically a single dude, right? And, and what he's doing is that. But then there's the supervisor-supervisee relationship and the money that was paid for the signing of the non-disclosure agreement. And that part is interesting because then is really what he did wrong, this misappropriation of funds. And I think that's what it comes down to is like the legality of where these funds are coming from. I think there's the aspect of morality, but morality isn't illegal. Uh, so, you know, that that doesn't have any legal implications. But uh, also, if there is this, you know, the, the board has anything to do with it. Yes, maybe he's not under any kind of uh, investigation legally, but his role um you know, is definitely in jeopardy by a board who now has that ability to decide, you know, his his future. Yes um, and no. He still has majority voting power on that board. But it, it sounds like it would be, even if he decided to stay on, like the fact that there's such a, that much contention with a board, I mean, that too. And maybe that's how this got started to begin with. I mean, like, it's, right. it's fascinating to, I mean, again, allegedly this news was leaked out by someone from the board that got, you know, shared and published. Yeah, so, you know, who knows? Um, but if that is the case, I, I mean, that is a, a lot of tension and, and uh, direct, you know, uh, conflict within your own board. Um, and that, uh, business wise, like, I don't know how you get anything done. I, I, they, they get things done because they ignore all this stuff. Like, yeah. and, and that's what it is. So, and it, it is weird what takes people down, right? OJ Simpson went to jail for tax evasion. Mm -hmm. He didn't go to jail for murdering Nicole Brown Simpson. Then Ronald, whatever his name was, Ronald Brown. Like, that's not why he went to jail. He was found not guilty of that. Mm -hmm. But he went to jail for tax evasion. And everybody, I think when they think O.J. Simpson jail, they also think murder. Yeah. And those two things don't go together. The dude literally wrote a book that was like, here's how I would have done it. Yes, how did I, I did it? it. I didn't do it. Of course not. No, I didn't do it. But here's how I would have done why it. Why would I think Vince would write a book like that at this point? Like, you know, you think about it, too, that he uh, went through the steroid trials and was found mm -hmm. not guilty. The odds were stacked against him. I could see why at this point, if if he does feel like this isn't as big of a deal, like, you know, again, whether it's legally or whatever his position is, like, that's why we still see him. He's been on TV. And also, again, thinking about, you know, what makes sense now, if this is going to now it's all over mainstream media. So why not take advantage of that and put him on TV for five mm -hmm. minutes? It leaves people very confused and it puts out the perception that he doesn't maybe care about the the severity of it a lot of people once they have very serious allegations made against them go into hiding whereas mm -hmm. vince mcmahon is doing the opposite um but vince mcmahon is a is a man who is very non-traditional um in his world of business uh and in the world of professional wrestling so of course he's gonna go and you know go against the grain well, um, 
it, does that look smart? I, I don't know. But did it give a ratings boost yet? It, it did. Kind you of, know? but not really. Kind like, of, but not really, you know. I know it was yeah. not, I think, what, since WrestleMania. Um, so it's not like a, a huge, well, you know, all-time okay. boost. But here's the thing. Like, he didn't. So his appearance on Raw wasn't advertised, number one. His appearance on SmackDown was Smackdown advertised. Was. He opened the show. Yes. But hour two did a higher rating. Mm-hmm. And a higher viewership. So, and, and if you weren't following the tabloids, if you weren't basically in, you know, the 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 internet wrestling community, you probably wouldn't have even known that this was going on. And and what's really crazy is that both times Vince has appeared, he, he so there's this this miss. It's not fully right, but a lot of people are out there talking about how the crowd's going crazy for Vince. And they do pop, and they are singing his theme song. There was plenty of people who were booing him. And, yeah. and on SmackDown, like, there were people literally visibly disgusted that he was coming out there and in the crowd. But yet, if you believe the, the, the idiots online, they're all disgusted because the fans aren't mad. No, the fans were mad. Not all of them were. Some of them didn't know. Some of them had no idea what was going on. And there's also, I think, this sector of the population who just likes when anybody stands up in the face of adversity. Good adversity or bad, Mm -hmm. right? People love my approach to dealing with leukemia. And and people love Vince McMahon's approach to dealing with this this legal issue. Two extremely different things. But people, but both are adversity. And and, and Vince's is is bad adversity and self-inflicted adversity and all of that. But I do think people just... Root for the fact that the guy has the balls to go out on television and mm-hmm. no sell, which is what Vince always does. He, his yeah. big thing is no, don't sell anything. When when mm-hmm. WCW was kicking their ass in the ratings and and there was concern about the future of the company, Vince was no selling it. We'll come around. We'll do this with that, whatever. And this is that. And and this is what Vince w- was always going to do. Um, it's just funny the stuff he's coming out and doing. Brian Gewirtz had the best tweet ever. He was like, he wants Vince to start coming out on every show and just talking about random stuff. Like, yes, I come saw out and be that. like, tonight, you know, uh, you know, t-shirts and title belts are thirty percent off on WWE shop, and then leave. And then he's talking about other ways, like Curtis Axel was never eliminated from the twenty fifteen. <laughs> I Roma, saw that, which is great now since Curtis Axel's there as as an agent and a producer. Like, it would just be amazing to see some of that. But Vince is. He's basically leaning into the crazy old man shtick right now. Like, and, and all the memes out there of him jumping. And, and the best one I've seen is, is they, they put him jumping over CM Punk in the UFC. And it looks like Vince is kneeing CM Punk in the face. Um, and CM Punk's all bloody because he got his ass beat. And it looks like Vince did it in his suit. Like, it's just amazing the stuff that people are doing. But, but Vince is capitalizing on it, and, and he's just he, turning it against people, just like they always do with everything. Mm-hmm. And and people don't realize, like, they just play right into that shit. Yeah. And, and the best thing you can do about WWE, if you really want to get at them, is not talk about it. Mm-hmm. And our society just no can't sell not them. talk about you it. You got to no sell Nobody the no can do that, though. No one can do that. But it's just so silly and, and stupid. And, and I don't know what people have expected from the Vince appearances. Um, they advertise it as Mr. McMahon, but really it's not Mr. McMahon because he's not out there in character. He's just talking like Vince. He's welcoming people. He's doing all of that. He isn't firing him. Maybe he slowly becomes a character again. I doubt it. I don't know. Um, 
But it's just surreal. Like, you just watch it and you see everybody talking about it online. Probably the most talked about thing in wrestling right now is Vince McMahon. Yeah. And and you see what everybody's talking about doing. And, and you just kind of take a step back and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like why is this? Like, we just are, we live in a tabloid world. We yeah, really and it's also fascinating to see how wrestling has really evolved in this, re- you know, as it's been kind of coined this reality era. And they've leaned into it. Um, whereas before, if we think about it, maybe, you know, even 10 years ago, would we have seen this, um, and, and even this acceptance and blending of reality into story. Um, now everything has a sense of reality to it. And there's also reality that's also very, uh, you know, fake eat too. Yeah. Uh, which wrestling has been doing forever. You know, that's, that's the backbone of professional wrestling is working people into believing something that isn't necessarily, you know, true or completely true. So wrestling has always been on the forefront of that, but now being able to peel behind the curtain and also in this case, kind of maybe not make light, but also not shy away from, you know, very big, you know, allegations and, uh, company issues that is now plastered all over the news and hitting that mainstream world and not, you know, shying away from it, but just saying, yeah, I'm still in the spotlight. I'm still here. You know, I, I may not be in this, you know, leadership role now, but mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere either. Uh, which I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think is in- incredibly defiant over exactly that his company, you know, this is his company. He still owns the majority you know, ultimately, are there ever really going to be any consequences to it? Who knows? But maybe not. And he'll yeah, continue to know. be able to do what he wants, how he wants. And 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 God, what, you know, what kind of what would that even mean? I don't know. And that's that, there's a lot of interesting parts about it that I want to talk about. Um, I'm actually written a few of them down because of uh, there, there's so many things that I'm interested in with this. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, let, let's do the commercial. Oh, the so commercial. We're sitting at 13 minutes, so we can do the commercial. Um, and then I've got a few things to talk about with this, and then we'll see We'll see where the world takes us. So, we will see. Um, yeah, where's the, uh, where's the thing? Where's the thing? I'll put it over here. I know there's one over here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, why, why, why aren't you? I'm going to tell you to tell me what to do. Yes, yes, yeah, because that's how this works, okay. Greg. Go ahead. Do me a favor and wind it up. <laughs> It is time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot and IZW t-shirts. Yes, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot is home to t-shirts in support of TheChairShot.com and Impact Zone Wrestling. So if you are looking to support one or both, make sure you check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That includes the brand new lovely, colorful, distinct, just clean looking IZW Pride t-shirt that you can order in both black and in white. Uh, a portion of the proceeds will go to support uh, Russell Drag that is a promotion out here in Arizona uh, that is a inclusive wrestling company uh, that supports uh, the LGTBQ plus community. 
And of course, there's tons of t-shirts in support of thechairshot.com, like multiple, always use your head t-shirts, the OG Chairshot logo, Chairshot 316, Chairshot Corona, uh, and of course, our t-shirts, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, and Everybody Hates Greg, as well as the hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling shirt for Patrick O'Dowd, who is not here, but we always think of you, Patrick. Uh, much love, much peace to Patrick O'Dowd. Uh, Go ahead, and if you love him or any of us, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your T-shirt today. T-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to just pay a few dollars extra, you can customize your T-shirt and get it in any style, including soft style. So go ahead. What are you waiting for? Life is too short, so why worry? Why wait? And go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. And I'm laughing because I'm, I'm laughing because in my brain, all I can envision is, is these two crowds this past, you know, on SmackDown and on Raw. 
singing this song. I know. I was gonna say that's exactly what I was thinking. Like for whoever boos that him personally, you know that when his song comes up. People are just singing it. It is, you know, the Judas of WWE. Like, people will sing along to that song with not a care in the world. Yeah, because it's fun. Because it's fun. It's, it's catchy. It's, Half of you know, don't I even think, know what's going on. And you know, I, it's this interesting almost evolution in a way where, like, when you think about Austin McMahon, you know, in the late 90s, Austin lived out, you know, what is it like to you know, beat the crap out of your boss, you know, mm-hmm. to say, F that, I'm going to do what I want. But Vince McMahon has kind of evolved into this person that people want to be, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, how awesome would it be if I just got to run my own wrestling company and did what I want and said what I want, however I want? Now, again, I'm not saying anything about, you know, the the moral and ethics of what he does, uh, positive or negative, but it's, again, this perception of he runs a billion-dollar company makes lots of money and gets to be the final decision maker and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, which I don't know the structure of lots of other companies, but it's more apparent. I think it's more visible in the WWE because you have people who are superstars who literally will get more airtime or TV time or matches or titles, you know, like it's very obvious what the, you know, what, what the preferences are by who you see every each and every week. Um, and, and again, it doesn't necessarily mean it's fair because there's lots of people who are very talented and very deserving that don't get opportunities, um, and, and shots, or they really do go over silly, dumb stuff that, you know, for most adults is hearts are intelligence, but yet that gets more airtime than actual wrestling, not trying to argue for against any of that, but it's ultimately his say. And at the end of the day, that's what people, if, when they think deep down what they would want, there's people out there who would would do anything to have that kind of power. I'm going to, uh, yeah, what you're saying is so, I'm going to play, the, the, the one from Raw is not on WWE's YouTube, but the one from SmackDown is. And, and so, um, let's see what it sounds like when Vince McMahon makes his advertised appearance last Friday night on WWE SmackDown. You can hear people do it. And you can see it in their face, like I'm seeing the video. He just came out and put his arms out, and that's how people start doing it. He's doing the strike. Here comes, here comes the chorus. And it's singing along. It's just amazing. It's just amazing to me. So you brought up, so, so we talked about this before, and it's, it's one of the things that I've written down uh, to talk about. There's three different things I want to talk about with this topic. Um, pro wrestling lends itself to when you're larger than life and when you're out there and you're performing and, and you're gladiators and, and everything that you're doing, it does lend itself to developing an invincibility complex that people have. Uh, I've seen it in so many people individually. And obviously, it's happened to Vince McMahon. Never mind the fact that he beat the federal government, which nobody yeah. ever does. Never mind the fact that he beat, you know, WCW after they were kicking his ass for, for a year and a half. Like, all these things that have happened to him. And he always wins in the end. So mm-hmm. if you're Vince McMahon, it's very easy to think, I'm going to win at this one, too. 
And maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is the one thing that, that takes him down and sees him out. Um, what do you do? You think this will spell the end for Vince McMahon? Honestly, I, I like, I, I don't think so. You know, uh, like I, 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 again, I think. You know, what the end, how we define the end as well. Like, if that means him out of his role, you know, maybe out of CEO, who knows. But he's still going to have a a role in the company no matter what. And even if on paper he is not CEO or in that top leadership position, he's still going to be viewed as that person. You know, like, I can't imagine him being completely out of the company, which is what is what I would be considered to be losing. Um, you know, how you lose that. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think there'll be, I, I don't know, I don't know legally what this means, like if, if he's going to get in trouble. Um, you know, that's a whole other thing where, um, you know, how tricky would that be if they find some kind of legal circumstances in order to possibly charge him with something? Um, and then that possibility of going to, to jail, you know, in some ways, I think the odds are honestly more high now than they were back in the steroid trials because there is uh, a lot more in place to get people, especially in what white collar crimes, to go to prison now more than there was in the nineties. So, if that were on the table, I'd probably say Vince is probably going to go to jail, you know, for something. Uh, but if, right now that doesn't look like that's on the table. It's just more, again, the moral and ethical implications of, you know, these payoffs. So um, I still feel like he's going to still be with the company and no matter what. And so with that, I don't think he's going to, to lose. So I'm going to kind of combine two topics, two different things that I've written down because I do think they go together. Because here's the thing that I – it should be a bigger deal than it is, but it's not because we're still focused on Vince McMahon. Stephanie McMahon is now the CEO and chairwoman of the mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah. So, so Stephanie McMahon, um, which has you know, caused all these issues because they're still referring to her as McMahon and not Levesque, and everyone thinks that her and Triple H have marital issues, and it's just, again, so stupid. Um, So Stephanie McMahon is 45 years old. She'll be 46 in September. And she is now essentially, on paper, the most powerful person in pro wrestling and sports entertainment. How sick is that? That's like, to me, like, there's a part of me, this is like, that's the fucking coolest thing. Exactly. And that's the, that's the thing that is being totally missed behind this. Yeah. Is that Stephanie, and everyone always talked about, you know, what would happen if something happened to Vince? What would happen? And the, there's no contingency. There's a bunch of different things. Like Bruce Pritchard used to answer the question on his podcast before he went back and worked there. And he said that there was always this hierarchy and this plan in place. My thinking is that this was always the plan. That mm-hmm. at least this is the most recent plan. It's probably been in place for a while that... Um, that that Stephanie would be the one to take over for Vince if need be. And here we are. So here's my bold prediction, not bold prediction. I think it's a bold prediction. I don't think Vince ever goes back to being CEO and chairman of WWE. Mm-hmm. I really don't. The dude's old as fuck, and, and it's, it, it wears on him. He's been doing this since the, the late 70s when he was promoting in Maine. And then I managed to go for, you know, had to buy the company from his dad. Like, he has been through the ringer. Like, he did not get this thing handed to him like people like to think. 
Oh yeah, and, and you know, and, and even when he paid for it, he had to pay more money to other people that weren't his father than, than he did to his father. Like this is not, you know, a lot of people like to equate Vince McMahon and Tony Khan, and like that's where Vince would look at Tony and be like, "You and I are not the same." No, we do not. not. We and, we we are not in the same realm. And, and Tony is Vince still going to be around when when Tony's done with this this business. Uh, when, when Vince is still going to be probably doing things in WWE when Tony Khan is, is on a podcast with Conrad Thompson, like that's going to happen. All those things are going to happen and more power to them all for doing it. But I think Stephanie is, is eventually going to have interim drop from her title. I think that's, what's going to be the, the, the thing. And Vince will probably still be on the, the board and will probably still be heading up creative and that's what he's always loved anyway, if you listen to what mm-hmm. people say about him, is the creative part of it, which will send the IWC into a tizzy because that's the thing they want him out of the most because they think they could all do it better. And they can't. We could. They can't. Um, <laughs> but I do think Vince is done as in that role. I think he'll mm-hmm. still be on the board. I think this will end up in some form of that. And, and that's the thing. At that point... Stephanie McMahon will be the full-fledged CEO and chairwoman of a multinational, of a global, multi-billion-dollar entertainment conglomerate. Stephanie McMahon, a 45-year-old by that time, probably 46-year-old woman, will be the most powerful person on paper in professional wrestling. So where does Nick Khan lie? Because I think that's also something, too. There's been a lot of questions about Nick Khan's role because he's had such a big influence on the in the company in such a short amount of time. Um, so uh, from your understanding and perspective, like what does that mean for him? Is he in the same role, or does he shift around, or, or does he end up getting more power, less power? He's got a ton of power, but Nick Khan is he's like he's like the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Like the Undertaker was always there, but the Undertaker was never Yeah, that too. But yeah. the Undertaker <laughs> You can't see you, but Miranda just did the, the throat slashing thing. Um, because that's what that's what Nick Khan is known for. But Nick Khan Nick Khan didn't decide who to release. Nick Khan said financially we need to get rid of twenty seven people. And then Vince and Triple H and Vince Bruce Pritchard, they had to figure out who those people were. Nick Khan doesn't even know who most of those people are. That's not his job. He is, he's kind of like, he's kind of like the executioner. He's the sergeant at arms, mm-hmm. all right, to use a fraternal, you know, indication. Like, like there's the president of the fraternity, but then there's a the sergeant at arms. Right? That, that's what Nick Khan is to me. Um, you're never, like, Nick Khan looks like, a shady mafia dude. Like you're never going to cart Nick Khan out there as the CEO and represent your company and, and, and be that to networks and, and to, to all of that. You'll cart Stephanie out there a million times over. She's a strong female and now, a, you know, and, and been executive and has represented that company so well. And you almost got to think her stepping down when she did, um, I don't think this stuff came out of nowhere. It wasn't that long ago that she stepped down. I yeah, think she I think stepped down and take a few weeks off because she knew what she was going to have to do. I mean, and June. that's the crazy part, too. If if that was, you know, her stepping down kind of predicated, if they knew this was going to happen or the leak was one where it was brewing for a while, like, that's even... The fact that there was that time frame between when that was announced and then when, uh, you know, the story broke... 
that means this was probably brewing for even, you know, longer. I think so. I really do. Like, I just, yeah, I, I, I they had to know, you know, it, it's, they just had to know. It came from within the organization. It's not like this outside entity pounced on them. It came internally. Yeah. And it's still an internal investigation. So, of course, they knew. Um, yeah, and, and I do think that, I don't know, and, and maybe that's just part of me being hopeful that she just stays in the position. Because I think it's great, and I love it, and I love to see it, and, and I think it's not getting enough attention. And maybe years down the road, when she's been CEO and chairwoman for five, ten years, it will be celebrated. But as it stands today in 2022, it's really not being celebrated, and it should be. Um, well, I think, too, it's the how under the circumstances. You know, it wasn't a, hey, we're going in this new direction. We're going to be celebrating you know, this new turn. It's, oh, by the way, her dad's under investigation uh, for some, you know, pretty uh, suspicious stuff. She's going to be, I think it's the circumstances that lead it where it's not as celebratory. Um, if it was under, you know, something a little bit more uh, positive, then it would be so different, you know. And, no, and maybe once the change or whatever sets in place permanently, maybe that's when the celebration happens, you know. But again, too, a lot of it, I think, will be under the guise of what else is revealed from this investigation. Who knew what it was about for how long, you know anyone tied to it, you know, they could really get dragged down too with it. And I think for her sake, we all just hope that it's, you know, she's so disassociated with it, that no involvement, because if she's implicated in anything or anyone, then that means their careers are kind of in jeopardy as well. It's, it's interesting. And because I agree with you, but I will play devil's advocate. I think this is the ideal situation for her to take over as CEO and, and uh, chairwoman of the company because because this because she is to the outside world she is thrust into this position because of the wrongdoings of her father. The expectation level is nothing because it's not like there was this big grandeur made out of her promotion, this big to do. She had to kind of swoop in and save the day, and and anything she does is going to be considered good. And then when it is celebrated a year from now or whenever, it's just been a cl steady climb, a steady climb, a steady increase, and then the company's mm -hmm. doing well. And then people can be like, holy shit, like we didn't even realize this past year, all of a sudden, all this great stuff is happening under Stephanie McMahon's yeah. leadership. And, and what's really funny is that everybody talks about, you know, she's going like Ms. Stephanie McMahon or whatever. Like at some point, six months from now, there'll be a random release where her name will just happen to be referred to as Stephanie McMahon Levesque, and it'll just people will move on because they're still yeah. married and people are being stupid. But I do think that um, it's better this way because she's if she were promoted and Vince stepped down and all this stuff, she'd be under this huge microscope mm -hmm. the whole time, and she's not under any microscope. Vince is, and and so maybe Vince also saw this as like here's the ideal situation for you, Stephanie, because mm -hmm. once again. I, as I normally do, as Vince McMahon, am taking all the heat for everything to protect everybody else, um, mm -hmm. just like the Montreal Screwjob. Like, I believe it was a work, yeah. right? But if you listen to what I believe about that work, the only thing I think is different than what everybody else believes about the Montreal Screwjob is that Brett knew. I don't believe all these people backstage knew. I don't believe it was on the format. I just think Brett was in on it. So Bruce Pritchard not knowing, The Undertaker not knowing, Triple H not knowing, all these stories that we heard – 
I believe those are true. Only thing I think is different is that Brett knew. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that Earl knew Brett knew, and Sean knew Brett knew, and Vince knew Brett knew, and Jerry Briscoe knew Brett knew, because that was everybody who knew anyway. That's it. That's the only ones that I think knew. And when Bruce Pritchard approached Vince about it, Vince said, I had to protect all of you. If you knew, you were putting yourself as a liability. This yeah. is kind of what Vince is doing for Stephanie. You go be CEO, and by the time people really absorb the fact that you're CEO of this company, I've been taking all the heat and letting you do what you need to do, and then she can be celebrated when she celebrates. But so yeah, but did she even need that, though? I mean, I guess in this, like, if we were ever to transition, have that transition without all this controversy, I don't think she ever really needed to be protected. I don't know. The media hates WWE. The yeah. media loves to go after WWE. Because I'm not talking about the stupid wrestling media. The mm. mainstream media went all over this. Yeah. And if Stephanie took over and then things went south, even temporarily, the mainstream media would be all over that. Mm-hmm. Calling her a failure, calling all this kind of stuff. And if Vince truly believes long-term she can succeed and long-term she's what's best for business, no slogan there, um, then, then he's doing what I think he thinks is best to set her up for long-term success while he takes the heat. And he kind of yeah. blocks for her to use, to use a football analogy. So I do, does she need it? She, her individual performance, I don't think she needs it. What Vince is doing is trying to, to take the uncontrollable aspect of it, which is the outside mm-hmm. world and what they think, and putting that focus on himself so she doesn't have to deal with it. Because um, yeah. he knows the stresses of the position. He knows what people think. Everything. What's going to be really interesting is, this is her dad, but maybe, you know, and he'd talk like this after he's passed, after he's gone and she's retired and maybe she writes a book. It will be fascinating to hear her side of a story like this because she's also a wife and a mother and, mm-hmm. and, and, and a woman. She might be super pissed about the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, I, with I, her dad's behavior. I think there's this line of there's business and there's personal feelings. You know, I think you can absolutely support your family member, but not support their decisions and not to support their behavior. Um, And also at the same time, when you are in a family business, having to put those aside to just focus on running what needs to be ran and done, you know, do what has to be done. You know, I can only imagine what all that's like. And a very interesting note on that is, too, we talk about wrestling news, you know, with the Z. That started to really come up over the past week with this because there was speculation that the reason she left her job uh, in the first place or, or kind of stepped back was because she wasn't having a great performance. So it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, this whole controversy with Vince. It was about not having a great job performance and that. You know, she wasn't pulling the accounts and the uh, sponsorships or or whatever, you know, that they needed. So where did that come from? And if she didn't do such a good job there, then why, you know, is she in this? Look at the sponsors this company has. Look at the networks they work with. That's just wrestling news bullshit. Like, it really is. Like, like, it's just to say, you know, she was chief branding officer. Like, they're one of the, they, they win awards for their branding. Like, like, this is people who have no idea what they're talking about talking about stuff when yeah. they bring that up. And and the thing is, she was working herself to, to the bone, just like Triple H did, and ended up having a heart attack. And, 
And Stephanie probably realized uh, before this happens to me, I need to take a break. Had she known she was going to be doing this, it was probably that too. Like before this happens to me and before I have to take over as CEO and chairwoman of this company, I better get some rest and relaxation because it's going to stop after that. Um, the other thing that I want to go back to that you and I have talked about, I believe on air and definitely off air, is that, and this affects, this affects me, I know it affects you at times as well. Wrestling is, is especially when you look at it, a booker and, and, and a promoter and whatever, you're literally building a fake world. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. And it is emotionally, physically taxing when you're building this fake world and sometimes you just got to go for a walk in this thing that's called the real world. Yeah. And that's why I think people are cheering Vince McMahon when he comes out because they love this fake world that he has created mm-hmm. and and they don't know how to feel about everything that's gone on with him. And so I think when he comes out singing his theme song and doing all of that, that's the way of getting back into the fake world. Yeah. Where the outside stuff doesn't exist because what Vince is dealing with with the board of directors and his wrongdoings, alleged as they are, that's real world stuff. That's not this fantasy world that we've all created stuff. And mm-hmm. So I think that's where some of that comes from. And I think, and if you watch the video, especially the one on the, the, from SmackDown that I was just showing, there's some people who are not sure what to do, and then they start cheering. Yeah, and and it's it's a great. I'm sure. You can get, you know, some people who have doctorates or studying for doctorates in psychology on a video like that. Like, brief them on the situation, then show them the video. And I'm sure it's fascinating to hear what they would say because yeah. it is. And it's not black and white. And we always try to make everything black and white, especially on the Internet. Um, but it really is truly, truly fascinating to see what uh, what has happened with, with all of that. But, yeah, it's it's mind-blowing. I just it, It's just totally mind-blowing to sit back and be like... Last Tuesday, this wasn't even a thing. No, this was not even a thought in our minds. And it shows, one, how much things change overnight. But, you know, I, I think, too, as much as fans are are mad at him, um, you know, I don't know what what would they feel or how would they feel if it all went away? You know, like they don't know some ways and anything else to do. Just like with fans who you know, hate watch WWE who don't like the product, but yet they watch Raw or SmackDown or, you know, they follow uh, programming or they still have the network. Like it's this thing where they hate it, but they still watch and they still love it. And I think that same tone goes with Vince McMahon. There's plenty of people who do not like him when they talk about his business practices and the way that, you know, he's operated and how it's impacted people's lives, you know, the wrestlers that he's uh, affected and, and the way that they've let people go. They do not like him. They do not like that. But they still watch. They still because they love wrestling and he is synonymous with wrestling. So there's no way to kind of get that out of your system um, or truly separate those two because he runs the biggest you know, sports entertainment company in the entire world. They set the tone and the trend of what's happening in wrestling. And so, you know, you can, again, you can maybe hate the sin, you know, and, and love the sinner type of thing, or you can hate the action, but still, you know, support the actual business. These are the same people who go out there and talk about how they still love watching Chris Benoit matches. Mm -hmm. Like the man murdered his family 
and then himself. And they're like, but he was such a great in-ring performer. And some of those people are, are disgusted by Vince McMahon and the way people are cheering for him. Like, it's just such a backwards way of thinking. Um, and, and it is just, it's, it's the whole situation to me just blows my mind. And, and it's, it's, it's hilarious because, like, I don't know, like, right before this came out, people were saying there were rumors that Sasha Banks got released. No one even cares anymore if that... Sasha Banks got released. Like it's just it just goes to show you that 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 WWE and Vince McMahon is still king of the business. Like they just they just are. There's no two ways around it. They they really just are. Um, let's let's play commercial number two, and then see what happens next. All right. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. It's funny, as I was coming home from, from, from CrossFit, there was something I, it was a thought that I had about something to talk about, and I cannot remember what it was um, for the life of me. Uh, I remember like an example I wanted to provide, but I don't even know why I want to provide that example. So the example wouldn't make any sense. Um, I don't know how it came up. Ergo, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about something that doesn't exist. Right, exactly. It exists somewhere in the back of my brain. Um, We only use 10 to 20% of our brain, and it's somewhere in the other 80%. I don't know where it is. Um, But we did talk on your show last week about Impact Wrestling and Slammiversary and everything that was going along with that. We talked a bunch about the Reverse Battle Royal and all the crazy stuff that happened. And and while you were very busy when Slammiversary was taking place, I, I, I know you and I know your your uh your your not so hidden love for impact wrestling. Um knowing what you know about it, what are your thoughts coming out of Slammiversary and all the craziness that went on for their twentieth anniversary? Well, I think it was pretty big. I mean, with some of the appearances that they had, I know uh, Dixie Carter came back uh, very briefly. We had messages from AJ Styles and Sting. I want to say the AJ Styles one really was the most kind of like, wow, moment. Um, Of course, you know, not only just because of his association with WWE, uh, which we've already acknowledged that WWE, like, is cool with impact at some level more than they are with anyone else thus far. You know, they understand impacts role in wrestling um, and where people have come from and all of that. So the fact that uh, AJ was able to just really make that statement uh, was awesome because he truly was so pivotal in that company's history. But as he mainly more talked about the X division um, and where he's at now, like, that part was was very awesome. And for someone like Sting, who had a career resurgence, you know, and, and was so dedicated to Impact Wrestling for many, many years. Um, just a lot of those, I think, returns and appearances that acknowledge, you know, the 20 years of Impact. Um, you know, it, it, I, I thought it's great. I'm, I love nostalgia. I love those aspects of, you know, looking back. And, and TNA slash Impact is one where, it's very easy to go back and watch things and be like, what the hell were they thinking? But it makes people laugh. You know, it makes people like it, it, there's this 
nostalgia that's also very endearing about them. And they leaned into it at this Slammiversary. And I typically in the past, the Slammiversary has been about, you know, who's coming on board, you know, uh, because they've really been timed after those big releases in the summer. So the past few years have been who's coming, who's coming. And it was less about that in the sense of like free agent wise and more like we're celebrating 20 years of this company's history and we're bringing back, you know, people who had more of that in that impact of that presence in the company. So I, I really enjoyed that thematically over i haven't been able to watch uh many of the matches but i think seeing uh some some new champions jordan grace now is the knockouts champion again you shake your head a little bit with that is, is i'm that... not shaking my head at jordan grace winning the okay. knockouts champion even though she's already held it i'm shaking my head about the fact that every title except for the world title change hands yes they do this at almost every pay-per-view yeah too many titles changed hands on their pay-per-views. Like, the X Division Championship changed again. It's like the third time in like three months? Four months? Yeah, like Ace Austin won it, went away to Japan, came back, lost it. Like, why do you even bother winning it? Yeah. It's just so, like, they, they just, sometimes they're doing title changes for the sake of title changes. And, and, and then they, and maybe they're like, well, that makes Josh Alexander retaining all that more. Pre-. No, it really doesn't. Like, no, no. one... Looks at the fact that, that, you know, oh, no, Rich Swan didn't lose his title either. Okay, so there were two that didn't change. Yeah, there you go. Um, there's, there's one for your boy. Yeah, Rich Homie Swan did not have to lose his, his championship yet to, to Brian Myers. But um, I just, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's. Impact's going to impact. Like, they I don't, are. you know, they are too much. But in, in some ways, they lean into it. And, and it still works for them, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we say a lot of the same things about AEW, um, and they're too much. They convolute stuff. I did see a meme uh, today about how, like, the word interim is now a very hot tie, hot word. Because um, we now have, like, interim CEO, interim AEW world champion. Like, interim is now the word of the moment in wrestling. Um, side note. But, um you know, I mean, again, going back, I have a soft spot for Impact, so I'm always going to kind of see the silver lining on things. Um, you know, it, it still kind of stagnates them. It's still going to be one where they won't ever really bust beyond the ceiling, to be honest. And maybe they've acknowledged that, and that's, you know, again, they're leaning into it and just doing things that make sense to them and not trying to be this you know, competitor to AEW or, or WWE and just really focusing on being more of an alternative. Um, you know, I, I, I could see that being a thing now because they just book for what makes sense for them. Now, I know it's a different long-term wise as well uh, because they have a lot more fluidity with their roster and who they have and who, you know, will, will stay and, and who resigns and all of that. But you know, they because they have a really lean roster, I see why, you know, especially in moments like this, that they, you know, change titles to spice it up. Do I agree that they should have changed all of them? No. I give no shits about the tag division there. I like the fact that the Good Brothers won again, I give not a single shit about that. Um, because I don't give a shit about them. I'm sorry. Like I just that tag division had so much potential and when they you know, um, what's Eric Young's group's name? Uh, Violent by Design. Oh, Violent by Design. Like, they had such a good setup, and when they 
won it. I thought it was too late by the time they won it. And when they lost it, I was like, well, what the, what the fuck are we doing here? So I have no interest at all about the good brothers winning the tag titles. Um, so that I guess in my mind doesn't count, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, the knockouts tag team titles, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense for now. We get this, this, uh, team of, of Taya and Rosemary again, which I loved. I especially loved as they were leading towards Taya leaving. Like I loved that partnership. And so Mm -hmm. I'm marking out about all of that, you know, a a switch up with the, with the knockouts title. I think, you know, Jordan Grace was one where her reign, um, especially that first time was, was really impacted by COVID. And and I think we remember her losing it more to Deanna Parazzo than the actual reign itself. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. And yeah, the X division, I mean, speedball, Mike Bailey, I mean, he's a very up and coming guy. It makes sense. But in some ways I also am on that same side of, well, why'd you give it to Ace Austin? What for him to take it to Japan? Like you really just wanted him to take it to Japan for a few weeks and show it off. Like, okay, I guess, but to be in a tournament that he didn't win. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. And, and he was highly regarded in that and then was leading the way in his group for a while, but didn't even end up making the finals. Um, and he joined Bullet Club, but I mean, who hasn't? And and so there's that, but that's meaningless at this point. But yeah, it just seemed like just just too many. In fact, the only guy who hasn't suffered from this is Josh Alexander. He was retaining the X Division title when he had it. Now he's retaining, yeah. and so I think it, it in a way it does make him stand out, which I'm happy about because we love Josh Alexander and and the human and the story and everything that's taking place. But at the same, it, it's just like why like your other titles. It's still a prop, right? And it's and the value is is placed on a championship based on how it's used. And I think they're devaluing it by how they're how they're using it right now. And to me, that's um, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe some of these titles will, will be retained in the future, and, and we won't have this issue. But it does seem like a whole lot. It, it does yeah. seem like a whole lot of title changes that had to take place. I want to go back to to what you talked about with um, Dixie Carter appearing because. The thing I love the most about the Dixie Carter, and I love the fact Dixie Carter was there. I'm shocked they didn't advertise it because Dixie mm. is like this cult figure in wrestling to yeah. where, um, like, if I could ever, what, if, I had, if I had to make a list of, like, top five people I would ever, like, dream podcast interviews, Dixie Carter would be one of them. I just Whoa. would love, it just would be fun. Like, she's so weird and out there and everything. Um, but then to have, and, and I'm sure somebody internally was smart enough to realize what they were doing. Dixie was the queen of doing what AEW does now, right? Building up major announcement after major announcement after major announcement to have them be completely disappointing. And so it's just great that Dixie cut there to be this mystery fifth person on on the team they're representing Impact Wrestling. Who's it going to be? And it turns out to be Davey Richards. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so funny, too, because for the longest time, there were two mystery people. And on Thursday, they announced Nick Aldis, and then at the event, they announced David Richards. And I'm like, had you switched them? I think it would have been a bigger deal that Nick Aldis was the surprise for the night of the mm, event. That's a good point. And, and I'd David say Nick Richards. Aldis's, uh, you know, stock is a little higher than Davey Richards. But I guess it also, like, it's... But not by much in a way. You know, Nick Aldis with the NWA right now, I think that's been very stagnant and that hasn't, <clears throat> you know, he's been in that world title mix now, but like right. that, the profile. But he's the face of that company. Yeah, he's the face of that company, 
Whereas Davey Richards, he's been making the rounds a lot more with different companies and has a little bit more visibility. But again, those are not as high profile as the NWA. So I think it's like, it just depends quantity over quality type of thing. But I could, you know, I don't know if they just flipped a coin and they're like, okay, who are we going to announce first? Because that's what it kind of felt like, right. you know. Like, I don't think anyone bought the pay-per-view specifically to see as you talk about. I don't think there was any additional buy-in just for Nick Aldis. No, but I think Nick Aldis, if, if you want to announce a name ahead of time for mm. at least some buzz, Nick Aldis is going to get more than Davey Richards. Yeah. And so that might be how the decision was made. But So Davey Richards, not a very exciting announcement. Totally appropriate that it was made by Dixie Carter. <laughs> like, like, that's the whole thing. Like, the fact that her it, dress, too. I was just like, what are you wearing, woman? Like, this is what she always it just, I know, it just, her sense of style was just, oh, it's, it's rough. It's Dixie like, Carter, though. It's perfect. Like, if she came out all fresh and stylish, it wouldn't have made sense. Like, it just wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have fit. Like, she didn't need to wear that Sunday dress, though. Like, literally, like, she just came back from the farmer's market, made a stop she over did. and she an back, and then left. Like, Maybe she just happened to be there. They're like, why don't you go out there and do something? Like, who knows? Like, it's just the whole thing was, was hilarious. But I'm glad she got to be there. She's a huge and probably underrated part of that company's history. And if not for her, it may not have, they may not have made it 20 years. Like, that's mm-hmm. the crazy thing to think about. Yeah. Um, I felt like the whole 20-year thing wasn't made a big enough deal in the build until the night off. And maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. That, that, that's possible, too. I do love the fact that it was literally 20 years to the day. Yeah. Like, that just worked out perfectly, considering initially it was like a Wednesday night thing. And 20 years to the day of their first event, I think that was really cool that it worked out that way and that, you know, AJ Styles was in the first ever match and got to do, you know, got, got to be there in spirit and, and, and sent in the video. And uh, that was really cool. Um, and he asked to do it, which I think is, is an important part as well, as people criticize other people who didn't do one. Um, he, it's not even that they asked him, he asked for the opportunity mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and, and again, it's WWE, they, they, they don't, it's Impact Wrestling, they don't care. Like, yeah, exactly. Like when Chris Jericho was on the Stone Cold podcast, Stone Cold asked Vince, and Vince was like, sure. Like, go ahead. Like, it's just, it's, they're not scared. Obviously, they're not scared. Look what we just talked about the first half of the show and what Vince is doing. Like, they're not scared no, of not. anybody. Impact they, they is not on the, uh, on the radar. Yeah. Some things that, that I, uh, I thought the mystery person on Team Impact was going to be James Storm. Mm. That's what I predicted on Twitter. And then when he showed up with the, as part of the tag match, I was like, well, he's not going to be James Storm. because you're not going to have him come yes. out twice. That wouldn't make sense. Um and I guess they do get physically involved at the tapings as America's Most Wanted did, although according to the reports, Chris Harris touched no one and had no physical involvement whatsoever, but James Storm did. So okay. they, they end up getting involved. It's like, it, the, it seems like they're moving in the direction of Honor No More against the Good Brothers, the Briscoes, and James Storm. Um, yeah. it, it seems to be the direction they're going in. I... And, and, you know, and there's like, oh, you know, new challenger for Josh Alexander emerges of the thing. And I'm like, I didn't think that Joe During had been built up well enough to be that. Um, in my brain, I was like, please let it be James Storm. Like, mm-hmm. how, and, and the dude's still in great shape. Like, the dude's still Yeah, great. I mean, especially if you're trying to solidify 
you know, his his reign going up against, you know, an impact legend like James yeah. Storm, like, you know, doesn't do anything for James Storm in a negative way to lose. It can definitely help out Josh Alexander going up against Joe Doring, which again, yeah, that whole violent by design faction and team like has really hit a slump. So like, you know, maybe it's just a true yes one no. off. They've hit a well, slump, but yet they're about to main event two straight pay-per-views. They've hit yeah. a slump as a ta- in tag team action. Yes, yes, yeah. In solo action, they're 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 definitely still up there. I don't think anybody expects Joe during to win, which means he probably will, which I will hate uh, if that happens. No, he's not going to win. You never know. It's, it's you impact. never know, but also impact got an impact, man. They're they're not going to impact that hard though. <laughs> I hope not. I really do hope not, because if they do, it's going to be well a shit show. Just like this. Just like Woo. what we've done. Shit show. 11. That's crazy, too. So awesome. Well, I tell you what. I think we've done enough. I don't know. We've done enough. Uh, wrestling's done enough this week. You I, know, in, in, wrestling has done yeah. enough for us. It, there's so much. So much. I mean, there's so much that we didn't talk about. The fact that WWE ratings are up and AEW ratings are horrible right now and, and like all these different things and no one cares about Forbidden Door. Like Yeah, I was gonna say you guys so uh their own fans listen to uh, was it this week's or last week's Lucha Central Weekly podcast? I think it was last week. Me and Brandon went into a fun little rant about the All Atlantic Championship. Um and just why why the, any the of it? The nations being represented that don't even touch the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so that's fun. If you just want a fun what little, I like, uh, it's their intercontinental that. title. That's what it is. It's their intercontinental yeah. championship. And the belt is actually their best looking belt, and they have some some good looking belts. Like I like the physical championship belt itself. Um, I don't hate it. I'm one of the few people. I don't hate that title. I really don't. It's not that I hate the title. I just hate how we're getting there. And like, but also like, what, what does it all mean? You know, like, what are we doing this for? And, uh, I think the key to, it sounded like originally the concept, the concept of like being able to put this on someone who's much more of an international star and whether they go and defend it in another promotion or just to really raise that international profile like that, I get conceptually, um, it almost reminded me more, not, not of the intercontinental, but just kind of shades of like the European title. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that I, I get, but also <clears throat> still having that on top of everything else that we have and it kind of still so random. It's like, what, what does, how, how, you know, no build up to it. it and is that random. is just like, it's, it just makes however it's one going to feel a little bit fall flat i think it's also a victim of circumstance because it literally got announced right after they had to do the interim world champion thing mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. it was a longer term plan than that and then cm punk had to go and get hurt and and so it was it would be a bigger deal if they weren't also crowning a new world champion yeah on the same event yeah and but it's also like, right after they did the owen hart you know t- t- uh, tournament too and, and, and I just and they gave and, out belts for that for no reason. Yeah, you know, it just it just felt like there wasn't any breathing room. Yeah, between. Yeah, it it, it is weird. Like it's just too, yeah. But that's how they do. That that's what Tony does. Mm-hmm. It's just on Tony's gonna Tony. 
Tony's going to Tony. Like Impact's going to impact, and Vince is going to Vince. And that's all what everything has happened. Everything that's happened this week in the world of pro wrestling. And who knows? There's still more to come. Like, that's the craziness. So, anyway, that's going to do it. We're, we're, we're good. We're done here. We're right, good. That's it. That's it. Greg DeMarco, Miranda Morales. It's the shit show. It's, it's, there's social media. There's a chair shot reader network. There's all of it. But you know what? Ah, I don't even, it, it, it's, yeah, like, yeah, no, just, we're good here. Yeah. We're- special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.